what we have before us are some breathtaking opportunities disguised as insoluble problems, the writer John Gardner assures us. Breathtaking opportunities disguised as insoluble problems? Well, these past couple of weeks have given us ample opportunity to test that theory and practice our theme for this month, embracing possibility. Our world is full of seemingly insoluble problems these days from climate change to the pandemic, to institutional racism, to economic and political crises, unending wars and violence, and so much more. So this month, we are exploring as a community how we might find breathtaking opportunities amidst so many insoluble problems, how we might embrace possibility. As always, I've had a good opportunity to practice this on a personal level. Shortly after we returned from our family reunion trip, I came home one evening to find our living and dining room and guest bathroom flooded under about six inches of water. Now this was odd because we just had our entire sewer line replaced and things should have been flowing great. But it turns out the plumbers who redid the line forgot to attach our living room and kitchen to their beautiful new sewer line. So we spent hours scooping water up from our wood floors, and this was the night before I came back to work, and trying to dry out our flooded home. Our house is now torn up with walls cut away and the bathroom dismantled and suction machines on our living room wood floors. And then the jackhammers started this week to cut a hole in the stucco of our house, which made the living room disturbance pale in comparison. Needless to say, we're all going a little crazy from this incessant chaos with the 24-7 noise of the fans drilling and jackhammering. And as you might imagine, it's been more than a little challenging to work from home. But then I remind myself, we're talking about embracing possibility this month and how we might find breathtaking opportunities for insoluble problems. And true to form, sermon material always seems to appear in my daily life. I tell you what, my meditation practice is really being put to the test right now. Notice the sounds, don't react to them. Notice the house vibrating. Just watch your experience. Be aware of all this in your environment and breathe. Breathe. Oh. Now, some of the time that works and I'm able to remain calm around this chaos and earplugs help too. But after many meetings and multitasking and trying to write a sermon amidst so many problems to solve and noise, deafening noise, as well as a shaking home, my Zen is no longer so Zen. I try to mind my, remind myself that we're blessed we're not in Louisiana or on the East Coast where our entire house might have been flooded by a hurricane. But it's still a challenge. So where are the possibilities amidst all of this? One of the blessings that emerged from this flooding was discovering that I could relocate my office into our backyard. It's been relatively quiet, it's been beautiful, and being out in nature soothes my weary soul. 
And also when things got really crazy loud and even the backyard was no longer a sanctuary, a local minister colleague of mine offered me her peaceful home to work from, which was a huge relief. The other opportunity that may emerge is that our destroyed bathroom will need to be completely redone in the next few weeks under insurance's dime. And when I have a moment, I get to pick out new bathroom fixtures and paint colors. So I'm trying to find the silver lining and opportunities that have emerged from this calamity. Embracing possibility, looking for opportunities arising from challenging experiences seems to be a positive reframing. Now, of course, we've also had to embrace possibilities a congregation around our in-gathering. For many months, we'd been excitedly planning to reopen our sanctuary this Sunday after one and a half years of closure due to COVID. But as is the case these days, flexibility and staying in the moment have become our core operational requirements. Planning too far ahead doesn't really seem to be helpful. Now, at first, like many of you, our staff and I were extremely disappointed that the Delta variant had surged here in Ventura County, which meant that we couldn't reopen safely as planned. But once we acknowledged our disappointment and we knew we could continue virtually for now, we pivoted and new abilities for gathering as a community emerged. And now we as a fellowship also get to practice this month's topic. Isn't that amazing? What synchronicity? Embracing possibility seems to require us to be willing to let go of a previous vision of life. No matter what challenge we're facing, whether it's an illness or a divorce or a move or a job loss, a flood or even a fire, if we hold on to how things were or should have been, it's so much harder for us to move forward. If we keep resisting what is, even wishing it were different. Frustration is going to keep us stuck. So letting go of what was is a prerequisite to embracing possibility and also forgiving imperfection. Once we let go, new opportunities are able to surface. I noticed that around our reopening plans, while we were unclear about what to do, trying to cling to the hope of indoor worship on this day, we were stuck, right? And we were unable to plan. But once we let go of how we'd envisioned this in-gathering, many new possibilities arose that were not apparent before. I'm so grateful we were able to find a new way for us to gather today for our in-gathering rituals after the service. Our creativity and our desires to be together safely were not going to be derailed by the current constraints of COVID. One of the gifts of a spiritual community is participating in rituals around life's important moments together, whether it's a wedding or a memorial or a naming ceremony or our annual flower celebration at Easter or our blessed water ceremony at Ingathering. Rituals bring us together as a community to mark significant milestones in our lives. So these seemingly insoluble problems have remade themselves into worthwhile opportunities. We're going to be gathering today in person, not in our sanctuary, but outside to celebrate our in-gathering. 
blessed we live, we live in California where we can be fairly certain that it's not going to rain on our parade. And we've created a series of rituals for you to participate in based on the ancient Chinese system of the five elements or Wu Qing. We borrow from the five elements tradition today with gratitude because the five elements of fire, metal, wood, earth and water are key components of every life. Integrating their different properties and energies helps us maintain balance in life. And balance or equanimity is a key quality to help us through these tumultuous times, isn't it? Equanimity helps us keep our hearts open during difficult times and open hearts lead to open minds and helping hands, which is what we're all about. Open hearts lead to acts of love, both within and beyond our community. So the, these five elements or phases were originally defined during the Han Dynasty in the second century BCE in China. They were used to explain relationships and phenomena from all aspects of life, including the cosmic cycles, to nature's systems, to medicine, astrology, and even politics. They describe the universal cycles of generation and destruction. Whereas the classical Greek elements of air, fire, water, and earth were concerned with substances or natural qualities, the Chinese Wuxing are primarily concerned with process and change. In the generating cycle, for example, wood feeds fire. Fire produces earth in ash or lava. Earth bears metal by geological processes producing minerals. Metal collects water in that water vapor condenses on metal. And finally, water nourishes wood and so the cycle begins again. Each element can have varied impacts on the others. And there are four other cycles with the elements appearing in a different order in which they either weaken one another they interregulate, they dominate, or they harm each other. Chinese medicine and acupuncture strive to balance those interactions in our bodies. Today, we are ordering the elements in a particular way on our chalice grounds in order to move most smoothly between them. We begin with metal. Now, the qualities of metal are hard, cutting, discerning, and cool. Pablo Neruda said, we the mortals touch the metals, the wind, the ocean shores, the stones, knowing they will go on inert or burning. And I was discovering naming all these things. It was my destiny to love and say goodbye. Honoring this element of metal, we invite you to reflect on the solidity, endurance and toughness of metal, how it brings strength and solidity into our environment. So we invite you to bring quarters and laundry pods, which are not metal, but we're collecting them together, to share in a collection for friends of field workers. Our local field workers are in need of these supplies to more easily be able to do their laundry. 
and Sam Dickerson and Rick Wells will be hosting this metal station. And as you participate, we invite you to toss quarters in and reflect on how you relate to metal. What part does metal play in your life and what gifts or messages might it bring to you? Our next element is wood. The qualities of wood are growing, expansion, fruition, and flexibility. The great architect and Unitarian Frank Lloyd Wright said, wood is universally beautiful to man. It is the most humanly intimate of all materials. And wood isn't only beautiful, it's flexible and reminds us to bend in the wind, doesn't it? So we invite you to bring with you a small piece of wood that you no longer need to be made into a community pandemic artwork, no bigger than your hand, ideally, whether it's a twig or a stick or something made from wood. And our board member, Kendra Mellinger, invites artists from our congregation to create a collective artwork from your pieces of wood, which is going to memorialize our pandemic time together. Now, if you're interested in participating, we invite you to let Kendra know and as you contribute to the wood element, we invite you to reflect on how you relate to wood. I believe we're putting Kendra's email in the chat. What gifts or messages might wood bring to your life? I see Anthony's beautiful piano here made out of wood. And then I invite you to move on to our fire station. Now we all know fire only too well in this state. Fire's qualities are heat, dry, ascending, destructive, and moving. Crystal Hogan offers us this blessing for fire. In the presence of this spark, we are committed to light the fire of passion, of life, of holy work, to journey towards truth on sacred ground. Fire is the ultimate transformer. At this station, we're gonna invite you to celebrate paying off our mortgage on Fellowship Hall this year. Can I hear her? Woohoo! By burning a piece of our $2,008 million mortgage, we paid it off, my friends. Claudia Barton, who was board president at the time we took on these buildings, and Jason Hall, our current board president, who shepherded us through paying off our mortgage, are going to preside at this station and celebrate with you. We've made a copy of our mortgage and we are going to burn it, my friends. We invite you to reflect on how you relate to fire, both as, let, as an opportunity for letting go as well. And what gifts or messages might it bring you? After you've had a chance to burn our mortgage, we invite you to move on to our Earth station. Earth's qualities are all about being nourishing, fertile, and productive. Denise Cawley writes, love our Earth. Take action to consume less, use less energy, respect water, and be cooperative, collaborative, and creative community, like the moss and the mushrooms, our children's lives depend on us. So we are inviting you to plant a seed in our chalice garden, which has been prepared right between the doors of our fellowship hall. 
to remind us of the richness of our earth and its bounty. May this contribution to our earth remind us that we are all shepherds of our beautiful planet. And as we give to it and care for it, the earth will nourish us. Carol Robinson, who landscaped this business park's beautiful grounds, and Tim Snober will preside, and they've got seeds for you and special places for you to plant our seeds that we can nourish and watch grow as we gradually return to our community. Please reflect on how you relate to our earth. What gifts or messages might it bring you as you plant your seed in our ground? Finally, we invite you one by one or in family groups to walk through our sanctuary from the side. If you have mobility issues, come in through the front. Our sanctuary has been waiting, empty for your return. And I'm going to greet you here with our traditional in-gathering water ceremony to offer you a blessing. Water's qualities are cool, descending, yielding, moist, and cleansing. Water refreshes and renews our bodies and our spirits. Mel Hoover and Rose Eddington write, this common everyday element on which our very lives depend is sacred. In our thankfulness for water, let us remember to honor, cherish, and care for it, for our own lives, for all life touched by water, and for those who come after us. Please walk through our beautiful, cleaned, and refurbished sanctuary and receive a blessing as part of our ingathering water ceremony. And you might wish to reflect on how you relate to water, what gifts or messages it might bring you. After the water blessing, you will move out through our foyer where Annie Barker will help you reclaim the item that you brought to Chalice during our ingathering exactly a year ago today. For a year, these pieces of you have been holding sacred our space, awaiting your return. Today, we reclaim them, leaving our energy and hopes in the sanctuary as we prepare gradually to gather again in person in small groups and then eventually together in our sanctuary. As you travel through these ritual stations, you may wish to become mindful of how these five elements contribute to your life. Notice their role in your day-to-day -day experience. What new possibilities might balancing and acknowledging their properties bring to your life? My beloveds, we don't know when we'll be able to resume life again in a normal way. So meanwhile, I invite us to embrace unexpected possibilities that arise out of seemingly insoluble challenges. Next week, I'm going to be speaking on saying yes to life in spite of everything. Because isn't that what we're really being asked to do by embracing possibility? As a spiritual quest this month, I invite you to look for the breathtaking opportunities that might emerge out of seemingly insoluble problems. Practice flowing with what is and find equanimity and loving hearts among it all. May it be so. Blessed be. <laughs>